Episode 50, episode 50. Oh, 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 we're halfway there. Oh, living on a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, 50 episodes. 50 what? Eps. The actual. How are we at half a century of episodes? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, we can call it that. We're making our way to the Hunji 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 <laughs> We've been in your ears for 50 e- I don't know how we've done 50 eps. Neither do I. We haven't even had our one year anniversary. Okay, okay. I got I got we got to stop this. Stop what? This I know it's our brand to be like, "Oh my god, everything's so much. I don't have time for anything." <laughs> but like we we're, we're showing up. We're doing this podcast. At what point are we going to click over into Yeah, we're podcasters. We do this. Get over it. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> Are we going to keep being like, it's so crazy. We're still here. <laughs> I think it's because it's not our full-time job. I know. It's like our side fun hustle. So it doesn't feel real and legit to us. It's like this fun <laughs> thing that we like can't believe happened. It's my favorite thing in my life, Jen. Oh, me too. And guys, in case you missed it all over our socials. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I nearly forgot. <laughs> We've been nominated for an award. Who'd have thunk it? I mean, we love an award. Don't I think we, this Jen? is the moment that we own the title podcasters. podcaster. Yes. So we're nominated by the Australian Podcast Awards in the category, wait for it, <coughs> family podcast, lol. Lol, best family podcast. We're alongside some like legit amazing family podcasts for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they probably didn't know where to put us. Yeah, we're, we're sort of in our own category. Yeah, what category would you call us? Because we're... we're not a parenting podcast. We absolutely are not. Is there even a parenting category? No, maybe if there was, that's where we'd be. Yeah, yeah. I see. There's not really a category for like sweary sometimes talking about sex sometimes talking about lunch boxes sometimes talking about work sometimes talking about astrology like it's not, <laughs> not really a category for that you can't put us in a box okay yeah. you know what they could do they could make a category of like friends talking shit there's lots of those podcasts yeah i'd feel really comfortable in that i'd box. feel so comfy i'd be like oh, i'll just sit here and wait for my trophy <laughs> <laughs> now dl's we need your help mm. We're going to be thirsty. You know what's coming. Yeah, no false modesty here. We want that fucking trophy. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually up for two awards. So we've been nominated for Best Family Podcast, but we're also in the mix for Listener's Choice Podcast. And that's you guys, dear listeners. Where you guys come in. That's all about you. If you love our podcast, if you want to see us, I don't know, (laughs) celebrate it. How do you do this in a not jerky way? I don't know. (laughs) But the feeling, guys, the collective feeling we'll have of all the DLs coming together to get Revzy and Chummy over the line. Yes. (laughs) And we'll do lives next year. Let's incentivize them. Yes. We won't do a live next year. (laughs) Unless we win this award. (laughs) We need you to put on your dance mum hat and be like, I'm getting my little bestie babies into this competition. (laughs) Now, the voting process is semi-convoluted. Mm. We didn't design the website. If we did, we would have made it more simplistic and easier. Would have been a one-click wonder. But I will say, one DL in the Facebook group said, it took me all of two minutes, guys. Yes, I yes. don't know what you're talking about. So yes, I was like, exactly. all right. I was just trying to, you know, manage everyone's expectations. Yeah, no one likes putting their email address into forms these days. But I guess to make the award fair, they have to make sure that everyone gets one vote. Correct. So you have to vote Put your email address in and then verify your vote 
in your email. So it's like when you sign up for something, you have to click a link in your email to make it count. Oh, that's cool. You only get one vote. Yeah. I didn't know that. So it makes it really fair. No one can set their like AI army <laughs> winning the award. <laughs> yeah. And a little potty that could hasn't hit 10K followers yet. Yeah. So, so every little vote counts. We're going to need all 9,600 of you to come out <laughs> in force and hand over your email. <laughs> you don't have to subscribe to anything. It's not like you're going on a list. Okay. I think we're laying this <laughs> We're overselling yeah, it. We're- Please vote. No, you're over egging it, Res. We need to play it cool now. Okay. okay. Let's change the tune. Ready? Okay. Vote if you want. If you want. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you it, want. If, if it tickles your fancy. You like, don't, no, no need no to. No biggie if not. not. We won't be upset. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. A one, a two. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate. Yay! <laughs> High vibes. And you went simple. Just Kate. Just Kate. I mean, I find a lot of pressure every week to come up with a new way of saying my name. Yeah, you drew the short straw on our intro. Yeah, sure. you get to say the same thing every week and I'm supposed to be dazzly. Yep. Oh, I've got no dazzle today. I'm really happy with that setup and I'd prefer if we never change that. Okay, that's fine. I'm only halfway through my coffee. By the end of it, maybe I'll have a funky name. <laughs> <laughs> my weak mocker is really slapping today, that's, guys. It's really hitting. It is. It's hitting hard. I'm, I'm full of beans today. But why? Okay, I've got a story for you. Oh my God, yes. First of all, now that we're out of lockdown, Mm -hmm. now I know you've been out of lockdown for like a month. Yes. But I've only been out for two weeks because of that whole situation with Iggy and daycare. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's in a previous episode. Go find it. Don't trigger her. (laughs) (laughs) We're living again. I know. So I feel like I have stories. Oh my God. I feel like I have content. Yes. And things to talk about. Lay it on the mic, girl. All right. Have I got a story for you? Yesterday, I was working away on my laptop. My mum calls me. Mm -hmm. And you know when your mum calls at like the worst time and you're like, oh, I better answer it because it's my mom anyway she launches into a story and i'm like i don't have time for this <laughs> right now literally don't have time <laughs> and she goes so Gemma, you know how i'm going to your brother's wedding in a couple of weeks i've been packing and getting myself ready organizing all my clothes for my trip to the u.s i bought myself a dress to wear to the wedding and then i was thinking i need shoes and i need jewelry nothing gets a boomer going like packing for a trip oh my god it's like her everything it's their project for a good month seriously (laughs) she then goes on to say so of course because we've been in lockdown for an eternity i haven't dressed up in anything and you forget how Yes. Yes. And she hasn't worn anything other than pretty much active wear or variation of jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah. So because she's mother of the groom, she said for the first time in 18 months since COVID started, she went into her special place where she keeps her special jewelry. Oh my God. Do you know where this is going? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. Keep going. So she opens up the special place. By the way, my mum said to me, do not announce on your podcast where my secret jewellery spot is in my house. I'm like, mum, no one's going to rob you. Okay, chill. (laughs) Your jewellery ain't that fancy. As I'm sure you can imagine where this story's going if you're a committed DL, she found this blue box. Oh my God. And she was like, what's in this? I don't remember this box. What is it, Revs? It's your engagement ring. It's my engagement ring. Oh my God. What was it doing at your mum's house? 
house. Wait, I've got it right here. <gasps> Look! Oh my god! Uh, ah! It's so beautiful! <laughs> it's like you just got engaged. It's, oh my god, this I, won't even fit my pinky now. We know it doesn't fit my fingers. Yeah, wow. This is a this is a ring for ants. Isn't it pretty? It's so beautiful. Honey. I tried it on with the hope that maybe, yeah, maybe it'd fit. Now that Iggy's 21 mm-hmm. months, maybe yeah. my fingers have shrunk. But alas. Hang on. No, it doesn't. You can try. Oh, ow, that it's hurts. On. It's on. Dude, that's not coming off Does now. it have to? Does it have to come off? Dude, Maybe it's just your knuckles. <laughs> I'm not used to wearing jewelry. Maybe it's just your knuckles. Ow, Rex. Leave it on. Ow. Oh, my that God. really hurts. <laughs> that was like strangling my finger. I felt suffocated. Sorry, that was a little bit not consenty. Anyway. Oh, I'm over the in like a New York box because he bought it in New York. Yeah. Oh. The box is looking a bit manky. I was like, Mum, what have you been doing with it? So, uh, so, so how did she end up with how it? How did she end up with it? And was Rafa playing dress ups with it? No. Oh. We both concluded that. So when I moved from Manly to my place in Freshwater, I was heavily pregnant and miserable and my head was rotting grey matter. I was not thinking straight. And because I was heavily pregnant, I organised all of these packers to come and pack up the house. And I think in the moment, my mum came over to help. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, mum, there's all these packers. They're going to take away this chest of drawers. This is where I keep my ring. I don't want them to tape it up and take it away. And I think in the moment, mum said, I'll take it and put it in the safe at my house kind of thing. Yeah. And then I was like, sweet. And neither of us remember that exchange. Oh my God. No recollection. And so she obviously put it away. Oh my God. I'm just so happy to see it. So, so it's a real honker. It's a honker? Right, look at that diamond. It's pretty. That's a good diamond. I forgot how beautiful it was, to he be honest. He did well. But you know what? For me, it's not. Oh, only like two carats, three carats, one carat. Well, I don't know what's better. <laughs> Is it one carat better than two carats? I... Or is it like eight carat on Kim K? You not, know? I, I think the higher the number, the the higher the value. I think I don't know. Do, yeah. do any jeweler DL slide on in and tell us the deal? Gosh, it's pretty. What I will say is it's a cushion cut in a mm. halo setting. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> is taking me back to the 2014 vibes. Yes, <laughs> when this is all we could talk about. <laughs> it's so much less about the diamond and more about what it signifies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but also we love a bit of jewelry. <laughs> We love a beautiful piece of jewellery. Oh, I miss my engagement ring. Oh, <laughs> Rhapsody Dude. I really... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, the, it's just a real shame. I really loved my engagement ring. You can give it to your daughter. I'm going to. It's going so to. special. It has to stay in the family. She will love it. Yeah. Here's a question. Mm. I want to get it reset. Yes. Because it does not fit. And you don't really wear white gold. I don't wear white gold anymore. I'm a gold gold gal. It's called yellow gold. Well, whatever. Sure. <laughs> yellow just... I don't know. Doesn't yellow gold. Yellow gold. As opposed to gold. Girl, girl. <laughs> Where does one go? Like, could I turn up to like baby anything in Paddington and be like, No, no, no. no. How does um, it work? Well, the go. I know that. So I work in an office with millennials and young people, and a couple of them are getting married, and it's a talk of the office. The go-to ring designer for chic people is Natalie Marie. Right. But I went to her to ask if she would remodel my nana's ring. And was it ten bajillion dollars? No, no, no. It's not that. It's she doesn't do remodeling anymore. Oh, I shame. think she's just a from scratch. That's not helpful for you. Good story, Revs. <laughs> I think you need like a mum and pop jewelry, like a jewelry shop, like an old school one. Can I tell you what I want? Yes. What do you want? I want to remove all the parves mm-hmm. because fuck those parves. I just sound like a wanker. Last week <laughs> I was talking about my pool. My pool's not nice enough. I'm, get rid of those parves. <laughs> <laughs> 
I hate myself. So I want to get rid of the parves. Mm-hmm. I want to get rid of the halo. Mm-hmm. I just want the diamond. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say it without all the self-loathing. Have it set on a very simple, solitaire, fine gold, gold band. band. Stunning. Where the diamond's the hero. Yeah. It's simple, yeah. elegant, mm-hmm. not much to it. Yeah. The end. Beautiful. I think that's the trend at the moment too. Is it? Paired mm. back elegance. Paired back refined. Refined, Because <laughs> in our day, when everyone was getting married, it was all about... Bling! How blingy can you be? How blingy can it get? Can you bling it up a bit more? Do you need to wear sunglasses to look at it? <laughs> My sister has the most amazing engagement ring, but it's oh. so unique. Oh, She has a it? green sapphire. Beautiful. Teardrop shape. Oh, I remember. In it's rose gorgeous. gold setting with parves. Parves. <laughs> Her husband came to me and was like I'm gonna propose I was like squeal and once I stopped squealing he was like I need your help with the ring and I was like I know her Pinterest login give me five minutes (laughs) we hacked her Pinterest she had all this stuff in her feed I knew exactly what she wanted anyway he took it to the jeweler got the green stone and everything and he kept sending me like progress shots of the ring like is this nice is this nice he's like I have no fucking idea what Lou would like and I was like perfect perfect that one do this Lou is so lucky to have you as a sister I know she had like a literal personal art director to (laughs) Design her perfect engagement ring that so that she would love it. Picked up the finished ring and he sent me a picture and he goes, what do you reckon? I said, Rich, it's so beautiful. She's going to love it. And he said, yeah, the jeweler said to me, I'm not sure about this one. Oh, <laughs> brutal. Was it an old school mum and pop? Yes. And hers is like ultra modern? Yeah, it was an old school family jeweler yeah. that he went to. And I was like, this is like from Pinterest. <laughs> She's going to love this. Anyway, she loves it and it's beautiful. Oh, how good. It was a huge responsibility to yeah. be involved. But also, I knew what I was doing. I know my sister. Of course you do. I know what she wants. How funny is it in the period when we were all getting engaged and you hear people's engagement stories and everyone loves to pretend that they didn't know it was coming. They were so surprised yes. and they had nothing to do with the ring. And no some, idea. Somehow he just knows it. me. He just knows my taste. I have no idea. They all need guidance. I think it's very cool when people propose with just the diamond. Have you heard of that? Yes, I love that. Or like a stand-in ring. Yeah. Or something so that it's like the moment is about the proposal. And then then they go and design and select the ring together. together. Yeah, I think that's cool. It's interesting, isn't it? I wonder if for the dudes, this is obviously we're talking like heteronormative proposal setup. I wonder if for the dudes, part of like getting a sus on someone's going to say yes is the ring process. For sure. Like it's like, do you want to look in here? And it's like, we're not saying we're getting engaged, but just what do you like? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone does it, don't they? Is that what happened with you? How How did Ru know what you'd want? Well, he actually sent me to a website. Oh, that's so you guys. <laughs> Here's a link to exactly He's what like, I want. It's Tuesday, 7.30am. Here's three different links to three different jewelers. Please tell me style, cut, clarity. What do you want? What do you after? And can you please send me your ring size? See you at the proposal. <laughs> will... Oh my God, I was so surprised. <laughs> I will say though, he didn't get what I asked for. Oh, what the fuck? I know. So I actually really liked it. What's that rectangle? An emerald cut. Love emerald cut. Loved an emerald cut big setting. Fan. And he said that it looked too small. Oh, all right. Big, yeah. Big flex, New Yorker. I know. It is a big flex. But I, I, again, I'm just going to own this wanker status. Yeah, yeah. But I legit said, I don't want anything big <laughs> and garish. 
I was like, so I, when you opened it, were you like, oh, oh, I loved it. I, to be honest, I was in floods of tears. I don't think I could even see yeah. through the blur of my tears, but I didn't care. I was like, oh, this is magic. Yeah, cool. I okay. loved it. And I'm going to reset it into what I love. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to make it what I want. <laughs> Six years later, we'll rebrand this ring. It's so, the stone yeah. that he really took the time on. Yeah. And he said he got advice from jewelers and discovered that a cushion cut was more what he wanted to buy. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know what? He bought it. It was his money. I wasn't going to argue for a smaller diamond. When oh, he the wanted... romance. <laughs> Talk us through when you got those links. Because I'm not a big jewelry person. Yeah. I knew nothing. Yeah. And he actually sent me, I think it was called Blue Nile okay. Diamond Merchant. Okay. And they had an education video. Okay. Where it teaches you, is it the four C's, cut, color, uh, clarity, I and no idea. clusters or some shit. I okay. don't know. But it was an education and he just sent it to me so that I could at least understand how much he'd spent. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> to this day, he's never told me how much it is. It's so funny because there are some people who are so into that and they're like, I don't want a big diamond, but I want a perfect diamond or whatever. I'm like, I don't care if it's a fucking cubic zirconia. If it looks nice on my finger, I'm into it. Yeah, I just think you need an expert eye to tell the difference on clarity and of can, a diamond. And do you care about I guess if you're into it. Yeah. I guess that's the same as saying like, oh, there's people who are into wine. And I'd be like, no, I'm not drinking shit wine. Like me? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm not like, drinking fucking shit wine. I want nice wine all the time. Well, there you go. There you go. So yeah. if you're into it, yeah. you should know this stuff. I'm just not that into it. No, neither. I recently found a diamond on like a beach walk. What? Yeah. Well, I've... Were you one of those people in Manly who was out there with a metal detector? DLs. <laughs> 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 So Revs lives in Manly. There's some interesting characters that live in Manly, okay? It's deliciously diverse, but there's always these odd cats wandering up and down the beach with those old school metal detectors that look like they're from like an 80s space movie. The kids love it. They always go and go, hey, what have you found? And they've found nothing. $2 coin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the most common thing. Or that some car keys. Up. So how did you spot the I was diamond? literally doing a walk and it like caught my eye and I was like, is that like a diamond? And I picked it up and I was like, maybe this is a diamond. So I like chucked it in my bra and brought it home. Forgot about it. Was getting into the shower. And I was like, ding. Oh, <laughs> my God. You're lucky it didn't go down the drain. I know. Anyway, oh, cut to. I've lost it now. Oh, shit. <laughs> but anyway, my sister laughed at me because she knows more about this stuff than me. She came over. I was like, look what I found. I found this fucking diamond. She goes, that is off an Elsa costume. <laughs> I was like, is it? And she's like, that's not a diamond. That is too perfect. That is made by a machine. Aww. And I was like, oh, I really thought I'd found like a jewel. She's like, that's someone's diamante off a very bad belt. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Shame. I know, but I wish I still had it. I was some rolling around somewhere. I should go get it checked out, but then it'd be, it would be just too embarrassing if you yeah. took it to a jeweler and they're like, this is uh, plastic. Oh my God, you die. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you doing wasting my fucking time? I mean, they must get it all the time. Surely. Anyway. Diamond chat. <laughs> Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, Bessie? I don't have time for adjusting to this new rhythm of life. Ah, you mean post-lockdown? Yes. Pre-Christmas. Yes, I, I, I'm aware that this is particularly whinge fm mm -hmm. And it's a bit like, shut up, peanut. Mm -hmm. No one cares. Get over it. I care. Hit thank, me. Thank you. Now that we're out of lockdown and restaurants are thriving, pubs are thriving, which I'm really stoked for local businesses that that's the case. My husband has slipped back into life pre-COVID 
where he's always out with clients. Ugh. I forgot <laughs> that this was one of those sticking points in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Continuously came up again, but I haven't experienced it for the past 18 months because of lockdown. What I'm talking about for context is that whole coming home late and missing bedtime routine and not giving you any notice. Three shardies deep after, you know, being... Three. <laughs> More like ten. After being out for lunch, already have eaten and a bit cooked. Yeah, and I'm cooked because mm-hmm. I've had a busy work day too. But because I work from home, I don't have clients to entertain or wine and dine. I don't really have events <laughs> with my job, whereas yeah. my husband has a lot. Yeah, he's in sales and it's part of his job. Job to literally wine and dine clients. Yes, and I forgot how much I don't miss that part mm. of his entire job, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so last week, two nights, he came home late, mm-hmm. missed bedtime. And th- this is the thing, he rolls in at like 10 past 7. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's not late, late. It's not late, late, but I'm like, well, if you're going to roll in at 10 past 7, you may as well roll in at 10 past 10. Like, it doesn't make a difference to sure. me because you've missed the 5 to 7 window of doom. What you're saying is, come home at 6 or don't come home. <laughs> basically. But it's hard because we're learning to communicate again. Mm -hmm. The adjustment feels really abrupt because we've gone from zero to 200 on the social factor. Remember I talked about my anxiety with like being social again Mm. and how awkward I feel about big groups of people. And I don't know. I don't know what that's about. No, I don't either. And it's not, it's not you. I've just become a bit of a hermit. Yeah. It's like a new version of you that's, I've not seen ever before. But I don't like it. No, I don't love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your honesty. Bearing my soul here no it's just that it's new it is it's a new development for you to not like groups and to be you know in your little bubble well I think there was some habit forming shit that happened Mm. during lockdown and Mm. I kind of got used to being isolated I guess Mm. and seeing less people so hubs and I had to have like a big reassess chat about how we communicate and how we need to give each other warnings and how we need to slide into each other's calendars Mm. when we've got events coming up for me it's about it being sprung on. Like I can handle bedtime routine. If I'm told in the morning, hey babe, I've got Melbourne cut lunch. I don't know where it's gonna go. Maybe don't expect me to be home. You're gonna do bedtime routine on your own, but don't worry, you can have a sleep in the morning because I'll take the morning shift yeah. with the kids. That That's all I need. Okay. And then I'll have a big work day, but I've mentally geared up. Yeah, totally. Expectations. To go it's all about expectations. Yeah. But what I can't handle is when I get to five o'clock and I'm like, when are you coming home? And I hear nothing. And then I get a, I'll be back within the next hour. And then next minute that hour's gone by. Mm. And then I'm like shoveling bolognese into my kids' mouths being like, why am I doing this on my own? Mm. And then I'm bathing them on my own. And I'm like, ah, you know? Yeah. Expectations. Yes. I need them to be managed. We've talked about this so many times, but it's like when, I mean, I've got a different rhythm in my life now, but when I was married, if I was home alone, if my husband was away, it's just easier. Yes. Because you just get on with it. You just get on with it. You're not like waiting you're not nagging you have to be organized and you're right you have that expectation it's like I've got to do this on my own so you just put your head down and get it done yes it's the sort of negotiating and the you do this I do that that can be way more exhausting than just doing it on your own yes yes totally so we've talked before that you and your husband are a corporation (laughs) your household is a corporation your CEO well that's why I talked about we need to slide into each other's calendars so you had to have a whip yes we did (laughs) we had to have a whip bit of a check-in circle back on the marriage (laughs) 
<laughs> and what did you come up with? Well, we concluded that we need to go through diaries mm-hmm. together. We've kind of stopped doing that because okay. we had nowhere to be yeah, but ever. at home. So now it's about, okay, what does your November look like? What does your December look like? For example, Revs and I, it's <laughs> Wank FM with Gemma Peanut. Revs and I are attending the podcast awards because we're nominated and that's on a Thursday night Thursday night so for example I said to Hubs that night I'm out and then he went oh I'm also out that night too so we need to organize a sitter great for example instead of the day before being like but I'm out tomorrow yeah Yeah, exactly Uh and then it's like you organize a sitter no you organize a sitter you know it becomes a whole thing so we just needed to realign Mm -hmm. have a bit of a reset and remember how to communicate again (laughs) I feel like I'm going through marriage school all over again yeah because it's all the, all the rhythms have come back yeah it's so weird I feel like we had this lockdown there's always an adjustment period of going into that where mm-hmm. everyone's like freaking out but trying to stay calm but you're doing everything from a desk and everything's very intensified in yeah. your little household but then this this lockdown went on and on and on remember and we didn't know when it was going to end Ugh. and then it was quite quick that we found out we were coming out of it oh it was so abrupt so abrupt like we had strapped ourselves in yeah. for maybe we'll get out for Christmas yeah. mentality and yeah. then all of a sudden it was like oh it's happening next week yeah we're, we're done everyone out <laughs> I don't know about you for work but for me for work and life and family expectations and all that it's like we're on we're on we're back let's get it done everything that was paused everything that was put off is like back on the cards plus it's that end of year craziness where mm-hmm. everyone wants everything yesterday and I feel like we really skipped a beat definitely where we needed to have like a holiday week or something in between lockdown and the new era yes where we could all just go like okay that happened yeah it's interesting isn't it because I think that if we came out of lockdown in winter mm. it would have been a gentler Very transition mm. but because it's freaking November and c- Christmas decorations are already everywhere in every street corner yeah it's that manic frantic feeling that I'm like oh yeah and professionally it's that time of year when all the clients all the stakeholders all the people you report to are like this needs to be done by this and it's this weird false deadline of Christmas which is hilarious because everyone just tools down for like two weeks and then you're straight back into it totally but like it's this epic drive now to the end of the year and with school and all that kind of thing that's the same like everything is now barreling to the end and I feel we missed a breath there definitely it's just crazy I don't like the hamster wheel sensation no it's terrible and it's not just work hamster wheel it's social hamster wheel and managing calendars and family like for example I've got orientations in the next two weeks for Iggy's new daycare and Rafa moving up into the preschool room you have to do an orientation for that yeah oh god too much (laughs) nothing grinds my gears like an overexcited daycare (laughs) I'm like too many updates too many reports I was actually excited about the orientation I I put it straight into my calendar sorry this is all new to me I don't have school age kids yet yeah yeah yeah. I feel like you're a bit past it whereas for me I'm like oh my god an orientation I feel like a real parent yeah yeah I'm a real grown up yes look at me no training wheels yes (laughs) well Teddy's starting school next year that's epic so he's about to go through all the like orientation for that which is pretty exciting for my little dude that's big it's is big. he going to the same school as I love? yeah he's going to the same school he's gonna be really young it's a total pivot from how I felt a year ago we've just decided that we're gonna give it a go mm-hmm. his daycare I think he's ready to go like an early May baby yeah so he's gonna be super young. people are gonna be screaming into their headphones right now May how could you <laughs> as in t- to clarify he is four He'll going into school 
turning five in, in May. May. Yeah, so he'll be young. He'll be the same as super young. Super young. Same as what my sister is. But he's a lifer. So he's been in care since he was nine months old, and he is definitely ready for a new challenge. I don't know if he's ready for school. <laughs> If I'm, I'm honest, I'm laughing because I'm sitting here listening to Rev justify this trying all, yeah. really hard to justify it all. <laughs> He's ready for something new. I don't want to put him in a new preschool for one year. I also can't get him into any community preschools. That's a huge factor. I'm, I, I'm not going to try and talk you out of this, but no. I'm going to try and People talk will. you out of this. Yeah. <laughs> People will. <laughs> oh my God. I never wanted to bring this up on the podcast. <laughs> spent, How did I accidentally do that? <laughs> we've spent so many episodes talking about what research has shown and you've chosen to go against the grain and that's fine it's your kid you do you however <laughs> no he's yeah, my godson and i feel no i'm not gonna comment it's your child you know what's best and there's always the option to repeat that's if it. he's not coping well that's what i think i think if he has to repeat he has to repeat i'm not so scared of that i know plenty of people who've repeated and he'll do that young and that's okay i'm actually so comfortable with that i'm not comfortable with him having another year sort of treading water in the same but how scenario. is he treading water when he's four evil he's four he's he's gonna be starting school as a six-year-old yeah because he's january he's jan yeah but i'm holding him back yeah well i said that see how you feel in january 2024 no i'm (laughs) 100p committed he is so slow with all of his milestones socially he's just a rafa is someone who i could comfortably put in early yeah i'm not going to yeah but iggy definitely is and the thing is with boys even if they're intellectually ready for school like if they're I don't know, can identify colours and mm. letters and shapes or whatever. For <laughs> me, me hope so. <laughs> I don't know. For me it's so it's the social stuff. So it's so funny because there are tests, like mm. so there's a school readiness test yeah. that his daycare conducted on yeah. his age group and he by the test is ready for school. For me, he's not academically at all mm. ready like Isla was. Yeah. Like he can't write his name properly yet. He can do T E D and then somehow can't do a second D. Like what's wrong with you, mate? And he drew a picture and could explain what the picture was as this whole testing thing they go through i feel like socially he's fine like that's the part i'm confident in he can sit and concentrate during book time or whatever he doesn't have that he he, yeah i'm not gonna overreact this she's just trying to justify (laughs) it to us but anyway we're gonna give it a crack yeah the thing is i and his dad we're not afraid of being wrong of pivoting of Mm -hmm. changing if it doesn't work for teddy of course we won't keep him there if he needs to repeat or if he needs to be pulled out and go back into daycare we'll we'll deal with that do you know what i mean we're going to give this a go and you know what your kids are so adaptable like they've moved to scotland yeah and then they've moved back to australia like they've done a lot in their early life they've moved into multiple homes yeah and I, <laughs> yes, multiple seven in three years or something. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. That they just adapt and roll with it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, please don't slide in and give me any stats or anything. I've, I'm I'm not confident in this decision, and I need to stick with it for now. Yeah, it doesn't help, guys. I mean, she's already got her best friend who's read all the books and the research has shown she doesn't need any more. Okay, I've got it all right. She's yeah. got it all. So anyway, ask me again in February if I'm on board with my decision. We've still got time to to pull out. 
So, do you know what I do have time for? Oh, I like a reframe. It's uh, a bit more positive. I'm on board with this. A bit more positive. What do you have time for, Because I was trying to think, like, what's happened this week that I want to talk about? And and there is a I don't have time version, but I'm going to go with what I do have time for. What do you have time for, Revzy? Okay, so as y'all know, I'm going through a separation, heading into a divorce at the moment. That's been a real life shift for me. What I do have time for is this school parent friends that we have. Yeah. They're the parents of my daughter's best friend. I want to tell you about how they have handled our separation because their kids' best friends' parents are no longer together, right? So that's like a thing they have to manage. They know the schedule of where the kids are anytime. They will text the right parent at the right time for whoever has the kid about play dates, about school things, about, oh, Isla left her hat here. She's with my ex and they'll text him. If she's with me, they'll text me. They still see both of us that's so nice they organize play dates and hangs with both of us that's lovely they never pry or like get into what's going on between us they've been absolutely switzerland about the whole thing it's just given my kids isla's best friend also has a little brother who's the same age as teddy and is really good mates with teddy so they're like one of those families we love hanging with because like we don't see the kids for hours that we just turn up and then the kids are gone having Mm. fun it's given my kids such a sense of stability and care from their community. That's so nice. And I just wanted to mention it because if you know someone who's going through separation or if you are someone who's going through separation, I feel like... Or if you're someone who is friends with both parties in a separation. Yeah. It's nice to get on board of the new rhythm of their life. Yeah, it's just, I feel like it, maybe it's a personality thing. They're just really easygoing, really open, non-judgmental people. But also considerate and thoughtful. So considerate. I feel like for them it's been not hard. Like mm. it feels like it's just... It's innate. Yeah, it feels like it's just been effortless for them. It's just been a really nice thing and a really challenging period that, you know, has not gone unnoticed for me. How lovely. Yeah, I just think it's really cool and adaptable of them to just to be like, okay, cool, where is Isla this week? She's with him. Okay, cool, I'm going to organise that and like just keep that rhythm going for everyone. I think that's fantastic. Because the idea for me that my kids would miss out or lose anything out of the separation is really hard to stomach so the fact that they've maintained this really special relationship with this other family and with these kids is just I'm just so grateful that's so nice because the interesting thing with divorce that I've observed is there are people around you who are very resistant to change yeah what's happened has happened yeah and it's like get on board and let's just roll ahead into this new future it's funny how it impacts others yeah it really does it's been the biggest surprise for me of the whole experience is the roll-on effect and the you think it's your life and essentially it is and at the end of the day you do have to clear away everyone else's response to what's happened in your life and go it's my life I'm doing what's best for me yeah and And it's between you and your core family unit and all the decisions that you make yes however we could all say that and know that and sure you might need to come back to that to realign yourself when you're feeling out of control but your day-to-day life does involve a community and other people and Mm. your friends and your family and the teachers at school and the carers at daycare and your kids friends parents and all those kind of things they does have a ripple effect and it definitely for me has been the thing I didn't see coming didn't think about you know it's been the real surprise these random things of how different people have taken the change yes I know that one of our close friends admitted to you that early on when you shared the news of your separation she admitted that she didn't like change like it had nothing to do with her but somehow she was like oh but 
I don't know. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't mess with what we've got yeah. in well, our community. I found that really healthy, actually, because she labelled it. She was like, okay, so um, obviously I'm support- here and being supportive to you. I'm just going to say I don't like change, so this is making me feel really unsafe. <laughs> but, like, that was fine. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It was yeah. like, we label it, we move on. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's more the people who aren't aware they don't like change. And instead of saying, I don't like change, this is making me feel funny. They're like, well, I think this is wrong and you're doing this. And what about the children? And blah, blah, blah. You know, that's like, that's the more hard version to deal with. It's something I think we all lose sight of is like, yes, we are this one little figure inside a community. We're yeah. not just our family unit. No, you're a cog. You're a, a cog huge in a machine. Yeah, totally. Where it turns and everything else reacts. Yeah. From the perspective of being your bestie, it was definitely an adjustment period for me, but I I'm also constantly reminding myself that this isn't your life and decisions can't be made with me in consideration yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I shouldn't expect them to be made that way but also because I see you every single week I've also been on the journey with you mm. so I've adapted and evolved mm. with that perhaps faster than other people yeah. who are catching bits of information or updates in grabs along the way totally and that's people's reactions has been the biggest surprise of the journey the biggest exhaustion of the journey of separation it has been looping people in yeah right because and i've had to stop doing it yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean i've had to just go in time it'll all settle and it'll i'll just be divorced mm. and it'll be part of my story it won't be the news the breaking news headline yeah um because if you haven't seen someone you know for me it's been six months but if i haven't seen someone in six months that can feel like it was two weeks ago totally and there are still people who don't know what's yeah. going on in my life and i have to re- remember it's a shock yes and that they don't know the whole story they don't need to know the whole story and you know it's just going to take time for Mm. that to become the new normal well over the last six months now you've been separated at every stage along the way it's been new news for someone to digest and process and you're like oh honey i'm i'm four (laughs) months five months six months into yeah totally exactly yeah it's a weird thing i haven't quite worked out yet where it's exhausting to fill people in but also if you want people to understand where you're at you kind of need to fill them in so yeah Yeah, it's a fine balance it is and that's why you know this very non-judgmental super open very loving arms being wrapped around us by this family has just been such a godsend that's so nice yeah it's just a reminder isn't it like i know we've talked about this before and i need to remind myself this when i get shitty at people for their stupid fucking behavior is that you don't know what's going on in people's lives so many people are high functioning turn up show up do their job do drop off show up to family things show up to their friends you have no idea what is going on for them no idea and we shouldn't really be shocked when people have these major life upheavals because everyone's got their shit. Everyone. No, Everyone. no one is immune no. from shit going down yeah. in their lives. Yeah. Sometimes they are the driver of it. Sometimes they are the passenger, you know, but everyone's got their stuff going on and fuck, we just need to just think everyone is doing their best. Yeah. And yeah. it's completely cliched to say this, but it's that assuming the best in people yeah. and just being kind. Just be nice. Even when people are being fuckwits, yeah. instead of being reactive Mm. I find it helps if you just go they must be having a really bad day yeah because people aren't perpetually pissed off or cantankerous and walking around life miserable something has caused that yes some people are (laughs) (laughs) we all know that one person who's like they're always fucking miserable (laughs) true true get over it Janet (laughs) speaking of Janet (laughs) what 
It's not your mum's name. Your mum's name is Jan, but it made me think. Yes. How are the dating applications going? Oh my God, guys, thank you for your submissions. I will say too many beautiful, very high quality men overseas. Oh, not helpful. Not helpful. I know I, know I said I was open, but you know, can we not evolve? I'm retracting it. Let's get local. <laughs> I need more high quality, beautiful men that are nearby. Northern beaches, preferably. Sydney. Let's just start with Sydney. <laughs> Even New South Wales. I'm okay with Melbourne for your mum. Okay, maybe Melbourne. We talked about a Melbourne boyfriend and I thought that was a cute tagline. But we've had some beautiful submissions. It's so amazing to think of all these lovely souls out there who you and I personally are going to Cupid. <laughs> Please keep them coming. I haven't, I don't think I've found the guy or oh. I would like to present to Jenny like three options. Great. And then let her choose who she'd like to try on. So from the list, you, you don't think you've distilled it down to a top so three yet? there's like these two dudes. I was like, they both look amazing for Jenny. Really independent, interesting sporty kind of like you know all the things I think she'd like but one of them's in fucking Canada oh not and, helpful and one's in Wellington I'm like well Wellington's better than Canada but still no yeah that's a three hour international <laughs> flight not cool I'm like she doesn't need a pen pal no okay so slide on NDLs yeah where are your beautiful dad's uncle's friends yes let's hook a Jenny up let's hook a Jenny up keep them coming not spawny uh, hit me with your not spawn <laughs> Come on now, hit me with your nuts, bun. Do, do, do. I've got a good one. Go on then. It's a beauty product. We all love a bit of beauty. It's been a while. It's been a while. And full disclosure, I got to try this product as a PR sample through my work. It's okay. If you love it, you're I, sharing Well, it. I've since bought two. Like I've emptied yeah. three and I've bought two with my own monies. So I feel like it qualifies for a not sponsored. I'm GP. And it's not sponsored. <laughs> it's a moisturizer. Mm -hmm. Now I used to like a heavy kind of cream. For a nighttime moisturizer. As opposed to a serum? No, a serum. Oh, babe. Oh, sweet little baby angel. You know nothing about any of this stuff. No. I'm stroking her face. Her <laughs> perfectly smooth, very plump face. It's not fair! It's my Clinique Moisture Surge. Dude, that's what I'm about to make my nuts for. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That that's is, what I'm about to make my nuts for. That's my holy grail Dude, moisturizer. Dude, it's so good. It's elite. Oh my God, that's so funny. We did not plan that. <laughs> That sounded like some qual advertising, but it's not. Legit. Okay. Well, it's a moisturizer. It's a gel moisturizer. It's so good. It's so good. Tell the people. Day, night, under makeup, over makeup. You could drink it. I don't know. It's amazing. It is like this velvety gel, super light. And cooling. Cooling. I feel like it de-puffs me. That's why I like it. Seriously, you have like a little face massage yeah. while you're putting it on. It's called Clinique 100 Hour Moisture Surge Gel Moisturizer? No, just moisturizer. Moisturizer. You get it. I get it from Adore Beauty, but you, I think it's in Sephora or whatever. It's so good. It's not cheap. It's quite spinny. It's a bit like the Armani Luminous Silk Foundation where mm -hmm. you're like, shit, that's expensive. But then you try it. <laughs> then you try it and then you're like, fuck, I'm a goner. I'm yeah. committed now. Yeah. I'm on this train. I now have a $100 moisturizer. <laughs> um, yes. It but, is not $100. Well, I bought the big guy. Oh, the yeah. beast. Because I'd emptied two of the 60 mil. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm getting the 100 mil. So I bought the big kahuna. Worth it. Well, I'm just going through it, you know. Question. Yes. Have you tried Clinique's new anti-aging serum? No, I have no other Clinique in my routine. Oh, Rebs. Is it good? 
It's so good. Have it's you anti-aged? <laughs> Look, well, you just said my cheek was very soft. Very soft. I've been using it for a month. Ooh. I'm into it. Can that be my knots bunny? We can't double Clinique. All right. <laughs> Clinique, pay us. All right. You're a big brand. Come on. Help the little guy. No one asked us. <laughs> it's like that meme. No one. Gem and Kate. Clinique, Clinique, Clinique. <laughs> yeah, no, this moisturizer is the bomb. And I feel, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it would go for a lot of skin types. I don't know about this sort of thing, but for me, I have like combination sensitive skin mm-hmm. and it is just beautiful. And because you, you will have no idea, I don't know when you put it on in your routine, but I do it last. Uh, as in before foundation? I do it before foundation, but at night I'll do, I'll cleanse, then do a uh, niacinamide, then a serum, then <laughs> then my face oil, then my moisturizer. Niacinamide. Oh, you got to get niacinamide. Just makes me think of cinnamon. Mm, delicious. Yes. <laughs> no, I am hopeless mm-hmm. at skincare in the night. Yep. We've talked about this. Yeah, you, you go sleep in, in your makeup like a dirty slut bag. <laughs> Correct. You like to slide into bed like an oily snail. Like a glazed donut. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with your nuts fun. Are you singing to yourself? I am. Mm-hmm. So I found my clothing brand. Oh, finally. You know when there's a brand where the shape yep. just works? It's like they designed dish. it for your... Okay, so for so, you it's dish. Yeah. For me, it's not dish. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on their website. <laughs> it's just not for me. But I appreciate... For you it's pedal and pop. For me, it's not pedal and pop. <laughs> Kavari. Oh, is this what you're wearing right now? I am. It's so pretty. So I went to Kavari and I bought... Four Kavari dresses. It's so your shape. Their prints are beautiful. Mm. The quality is amazing. Look, price point wise, I would say for a beautiful dress, that's mm-hmm. the kind of dress you can dress up or down. Like Totes. today I'm wearing this with some flat slides. But you could put heels on and wear that to a girl's And lunch. some bougie earrings mm-hmm. and I'd feel fancy. Yeah. Their prints are so beautiful. The yeah. colour palette is stunning. I'm trying to introduce a little bit more colour into my life. But I feel like, I know, right? I know. I'm expanding and extending and growing. Can we not evolve? <laughs> I feel like this shape would work for lots of people. It's such a nice shape. Do you know what it is? It's like, to loop you in on this audio medium, it's like got a waist... But then it's quite, sh- it's got like a rah-rah skirt. Yeah. And then it, but it's got long sleeves, but then it's got like shirred, pulled in cuffs. Yes. So it's not shapeless, but it's still flouncy. But there's a lot of detail, isn't it's there? It's very well designed. So price point, mm. I would say the average price of their dresses is $180. Oh, right. So quite up there. It's on the steeper side. Mm-hmm. But as I said, they're multi-purpose dresses. You wear them a lot. Yes. Wear them to death. And do they wash well and all that stuff? Haven't washed them yet. Ah, this okay. is quite a new purchase. Mm. So I'll Looks tell fresh. you how it goes. It, it, fresh. It, out the box it is fresh out the box <laughs> i'm nervous to wash it mm. dry clean oh really yeah i oh, know i don't like buying but dry clean only clothes it. can i just put it on a gentle cold cycle and oh, hang god it? this just feels i'm just nervous i'm nervous i know especially when those tassels, tassels. involved just don't sweat <laughs> i'm sweating right now i've got oh. adrenaline sweat because i drank that coffee oh fuck. that's what happens to me guys just like help me help me <laughs> how do i coexist with this child of a best friend <laughs> You're judged. I love you. I love you too. Do you know when we do have our lives and everyone's got a glass of vino in their hand and I'm sucking back a Powerade? Mm Mm-hmm. In the crowd somewhere, I'll find my Powerade people. There won't be many. Yes. When we do these live shows, I think we need to ask our non-drinking Powerade sucking coconut slurping friends to self-identify. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can find your people. Yeah. 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 I'll be in the back with all the drunks. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We love you. 
What's the outro again? Oh, yeah, we do that. Um, um, One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. Please vote for us. Go vote. Do it oh, now. Don't get thirsty just again. Just do it now. No, we lay it on thick at the start. Okay. Don't do All it right. at the end. Right. Sorry, guys. I just really like awards. Calm Tell down. me I'm good. <laughs>